It's 5 o'clock in pirate country, and it's time to get pumped up with the P-Man. and hit the road. 94.3 The Game is going to get you home and the P-Man's not holding back. Yes! Yes! Pirates win! Pirates win! Bring on the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Holy mackerel! Oh my goodness! The flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Mulligan! Mulligan! He said what? He said what? Well, he doesn't want us. He doesn't want anybody to know what he said. <laughs> he like hacked our broadcast there. It's not what. Uh, oh no, he's on a plane, and we love Donnie Kirkpatrick. And it's not what Donnie Kirk. It's not what you think Donnie Kirkpatrick said that we're gonna we're gonna throw out there today. It's not what you think it is. Ben, are we good testing Berlin? Check, check, check. We're all my good mic now. working. We're good now. Okay. Yeah. Ben B Baby Byram producing uh, today's. Uh, Affair. Hey Ben. Somewhere around here, Cookie's running around uh, doing cookie things, and uh, we've got uh, intern Dom. Look at that handsome Howard Stern looking fella, young Stern. Intern Dom is in the uh, house. He looks like Stern in private parts, is what Dom looks like. It's what he. Hey Stern got a lot of ladies. I don't. Well, I think Stern's bank account may have gotten him a lot of ladies. I, I don't think. I don't think Howard. What now? Dom hey, is a, a Dom's, Dom's a good-looking fella. Let's not. Uh, but I mean, he just resembles a young Howard Stern in uh, in in early in his career. Um, according to a relative of Ben B. Baby Byram, Luigi Debo might as well be Akeem Olajuwon. So we'll get into all of that. Uh, we got Jim Zoki joining us, bottom of the hour, talking a little bit of uh, Panthers. Look, your Carolina Panthers, Ben Byram, your Carolina Panthers, after tonight, could be playing for first place in the division on uh, Sunday. They could. Yeah. I, it, all, it all depends. God bless that man, interim uh, head coach Steve Wilkes. God bless uh, P. Willie Walker, P.J. Walker, XFL legend. Uh, God, yeah. God bless Chuba Hubbard, you know, the Canadian sensation. Um, God bless uh, Deontay Foreman. Who would have thought? I thought we signed him to give him an increased role. Now he's got one. And look, he's a pretty damn good back. Who would have thought? Who would have thunk it? I think we're ready to win a Super Bowl. I've already planned out the party. Uh, I've already Whoa. called around. We're already deciding who's bringing what. Uh, Panthers to the Super Bowl. I'm calling it right now. They might make the playoffs. I doubt it, but they could. Playoffs. Big, big. <laughs> yes, exactly. Big happenings for for Tampa tonight, and it is not easy against uh, the, Ravens. the Ravens. One of those yeah. very dangerous teams in NFL. The record doesn't reflect how good the Ravens no, it does are. Does not right reflect now. how good the Ravens are, and the Ravens, I, top five quarterback for sure. I don't know if they have the best one in the league. Probably not, but they've got the they've got a top five, maybe top three guy. Absolutely. Lamar Jackson's yep. that good. He is that good. Uh, He's a different a little- type of cat. Could it be a passing of the of the guard tonight? You know, ooh, that's I, well. Brady's the greatest to ever do it. Lamar Jackson, I'd say an elite quarterback right now, but it's hard to reach that greatest to ever do it level. You know, when it comes but, to passing you know, the torch. National audience on Amazon, which continues to do well with these uh, Thursday night games, really? Because every uh, uh, you think every, so? No, it, it, well, the, the game. I'm talking the about the interest. Thing, yeah. Yeah, the matchups are awful, but I mean, as far as the audience, 
it still is doing okay. well. Okay, I did not and know the that. It's good to hear. And the reason the audience is doing well, because every man's, it's going to be very chauvinistic, but every man, uh, their their wife has an Amazon account. So they're able to, they're, they, they we all now love the fact that our wives have Amazon accounts. It's a good trade-off. They football. usually uh, nag you about watching football. It's like, look, this is on Amazon. All these packages you buy on my account with my money, <laughs> I at least need to have this. Look, honey, it's Amazon. You'll like it. Uh... So yeah, I'm looking. For, I, I'm I'm gonna take in a little bit of this tonight. I do think. I mean, I'm a big. I'm an Al Michaels mark, as we'd say in the business. Uh, and uh, I think uh, we we've got a really good version of Herb Street. I, th- this tandem in my mind has worked out really well. Now Herb Street looks exhausted on Saturday night when he's doing his stand up for ABC, yeah, uh, or ESPN because uh, he's you know NFL game Thursday flying to Boone. For the uh, shows on, uh, just an example on Saturday, the the Al Michaels line "Have fun in Boone" was just as a classic, an all time <laughs> classic. All right, so uh, we're gonna hear from Blake Carroll too. Our pirate report coming up next. Really quick here, Donnie Kirkpatrick. It's been a lot about what Donnie Kirkpatrick had to say on his uh, media statement on Tuesday. A lot of we, uh, get drug tested. You're smoking crack on our Twitter. Hey, I'm just saying what other people are saying. I, that's not, that does not reflect my viewpoint. And we're going to, we're going to take in something. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to, you, you've, you've got excited. You believe in Donnie Kirkpatrick. You're on team Donnie K on a certain remark. Do we have it queued up? A good producer yeah, yes. would have this queued up. Yes. All right. Let's, let's hear it. Let's see. Ben Byram agrees with Donnie Kirkpatrick on this statement. No, uh, we hadn't. I think the elevation out there is probably just like what it is in the western part of North Carolina, a little bit like that too, so I don't think it's going to be a factor. I think that's something that they probably promote. They want you to think that. I know I spent some time obviously in Boone coaching at Appalachian State. We put every wall had a sign up about the elevation and all that stuff, you know, especially in the visitor's dressing room, which was a site job. You know, and it worked to some extent, but uh, having played there one time, I'm obviously not an expert. It's a psych job. <laughs> a psych job. Is that what you're saying? I think he said psych job. Maybe it's psych no, job. No, psych. It's a psych job. Oh, I a thought, psych job. I thought I overthought. I was like, psych job. So they're seeing it and then they're believing it because of their sight. Well, that's kind of what the psych job, the psych psychology behind it's it is placebo yes. yeah it's placebo almost okay Except you're not taking yes. anything yes but your lack of hearing you, you you've got to the conclusion <laughs> you just didn't understand what was said i think it's a i think it's a serious deal but i like the fact that donnie k shrugging it off i do think it's funny if that if that's true that there's guys that legitimately believe it and they're they're on the sidelines huffing uh the oxygen mask people have oxygen you've not seen people at high elevation have to get oxygen yeah, but do you th- if he's saying there's no high elevation at BYU, you think some ECU players are going to be needing some? Uh, they're going to be using the oxygen mask, or Donnie K is going to step in and be like, "Hey, that's that's false. That's conspiracy. Get that out of here. We're not weak. <laughs> it's not, a sight job, according we're to not, Ben. A we're sight not, job. We're not a weak-minded team here, like Mike Houston said. Uh, uh, that's true. Uh, your dad believes Luchi Jabot is uh, Hakeem Olajuwon. Is yeah, right? I, he doesn't look at the stat sheets. He just knows what he sees. And I don't know what he's been seeing going to these ECU basketball games the past years. That's nothing against Luchi. But he thinks Luchi's the man. He went to Minji's Madness last night. Luchi nails a half-court shot. He's jumping up and down so excited. Then Luchi got dunked on, and he thought that was the most impressive feat he's ever seen 
in his life. Luigi getting dunked on. Wait a minute. Wait on. a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. Not dunked on or dunked over with the dunk contest. There's well, yeah. Dun- okay, I didn't. I didn't realize there was a difference. He got dunked over in the dunk contest, and he thought he that was, was a great. prop yes. in the dunk contest, and R.J. Felton jumped yeah. over him. When they were, which is a hellacious. Uh, absolutely, feat. yeah. When he, uh, by the way, you can see that on our Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at ninety four three. The game, really great stuff there. But uh, even when they're announcing the players, uh, Luigi Debeau is the last to be announced, and they really put some emphasis behind Luigi Debeau. He's a fan favorite right now. He's the man. I guess he's going to be our guy this year. Which, hey, I like Luigi. I love Luigi, and I had a nice conversation. You the other said, day. Uh, is he going to attempt any threes this year? And he nailed a half court shot. So you know, he he's. Yeah. I would say I must step back and take a four pointer. Yeah, what he, said. he showed you up. All right, um, let's go ahead and get a break in because uh, because of our snafu, if I may invoke a little French, um, because of our snafu early, we are, are, are already behind. So uh, you want to do a uh, Chico's Mexican Restaurant gift card giveaway? Yeah, let's caller, do it. Caller 3, 252-561-GAME. Get on the phones, Dom. 252-561-4263. If you're caller 3, you'll win a gift card to Chico's. Be good to Dom. He'll be good to you. We'll be back with our pirate report after this. Online or on the go, log on to our brand new website, 943thegame.com, to listen to The Patrick Johnson Show weekdays at 5. It might be crap, but we love it. Or tell your smart speaker to stream 943 The Game to take us anywhere you are at any time. The Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. It's right around the corner. Are you dressing up, Ben? Yes, I'm going to be a cow this year. A cow? Yeah, I'm going to be a cow. I got a cow onesie. Is that? Oh, okay. So this isn't a two-man operation with the costume. No, no. Wow, you really went out there. That's kind of a... That's kind of well, a you know, I mean, like if you did a horse or something, you you have two people as the the cow. Well, that's very or convenient. The, well, somebody's got to be the ass. Very, yeah. I, who's I? Can, I don't even want to get into that argument. Can you no. imagine having that is, argument? Dom, what is Dom dressing as? Or is Dom busy right now? You can't tell us. Halloween. Halloween. Oh, he was going to be the uh, little kid from It with the rain jacket. It's not very creative. What's that kid's name? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Dom, apparently. All right. Josh was our winner. He won the Chico's gift card. Josh from Greenville. Josh, thank you for calling and uh, and listening to the show. Congratulations. Hey, appreciate it, Patrick. Thanks, guys. Are you dressing up for Halloween? Is this, or are you too old? I'm entirely too old. <laughs> do you, if I may get into your personal life, do you have kids? I have two, yep. Okay. Are they too old if they aged out or, or what? No, they're uh, six and nine. Take that as oh, you want okay. to. And, um, <laughs> well, they're right in the meaty part of the Halloween curve. right? Oh, there. Yeah. yeah, this weekend's hell for us, for sure. Yeah. What are the kids okay, dressing right. up as? What are the kids Yeah, that's do? the question. What's hot with the kids this year? So we've got Wonder Woman and um, I'm not sure what the other one's going as. That's a good question. A good father would probably know that. <laughs> I don't know about that. You probably that. might not I mean, even understand it. I mean, I don't even know what kids like nowadays. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's a good point, too. All right, here's the other thing. When you say this weekend is hell, are, do you have you done a trunk or treat yet? Have you had to do that? Like, my brother took my two nephews, uh, his kids out, his sons out, to, like, a trunk or treat last night in the town they live in. So is that 
Have you guys had to do something like that yet? Sunday afternoon, Patrick. Sunday afternoon. Okay. Now, do you trick or treat on Monday? Of course. There is no other day to. This well, that's the right this answer. America. This never. And this it's on, never. It's on the thirty-first. Halloween's the thirty-first. <laughs> Doesn't matter if it's uh, on a Wednesday night or a Sunday exactly. night. Sunday Halloween. Sunday Halloween's were the worst because you had to go to school the next day. At least when you were a kid, if it was on the weeknight, you got to go to school in your costume and rock that out and show everybody and kind of, you know, sh- show up and show out, if you will. Sunday that's, Halloweens as a kid were not the greatest. Very good point. Very good point. All right. Josh, do you have a favorite costume from, from your childhood? Uh, or college from my days? childhood. Um, great story here. Uh, one year my grandparents had a haunted house at their house. And I didn't want to dress up, but my grandmother made me, and she dressed me up as a woman. So um, there's that. I don't know that that's my favorite, but it's definitely the most memorable. Well, now you, nowadays that might be in vogue. So just keep that in mind. Uh, you, you know, you, I could probably go for that this year. You're right. Fit right in. Yes. Yeah, you'd fit right into some. Sort of <laughs> All right. Th- shut up, Ben. All right. Thank you, uh, Josh, very much. We appreciate it. Uh, congratulations. Enjoy the Chicos. Hey, go have a margarita, maybe, if you're so inclined uh, on, on us. You you can count on that. You can count on that. All right. So. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate, Appreciate you guys. It. Yep. Be safe out there. That would be the worst thing is taking the kids out. This is this is another reason why I'm, 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 when I look back and I think, you know, I don't have kids, which is by choice. And I'm thinking, you know, this is the reason I decided to do this. I didn't want to go out and. On Halloween. <laughs> on Halloween to drag these you kids be a around. Bug. <laughs> oh, I do not like uh, walking any further than I have to, and this would not be, not be what uh, this would not be my jam. Well, my grandparents are upset with the trunk or treat stuff because uh, kids don't want to go out and like trick or treat in the neighborhoods anymore. So they're not getting a lot of trick or treaters anymore because this trunk or treat deal. Everybody's just going to trunk or treats and just loading up there because it's all in one area, and you load up with more candy. And what's the point of going all around town checking out neighborhoods when you can just go to churches and right? Yeah, yeah. So they're not, cookie. They're not what are you dressing as? Cookie's in here. What are you dressing as, Cookie, for Halloween? Come on to the mic, Cookie. What? Come on to the mic, dre- Cookie. How long have you been working in radio? For the yell across the studio, like uh, a Yahoo. The fifth year in a row. Yes, I will be Eeyore the donkey from Winnie the Pooh. The okay, row. that's a good one. I I don't mind that. That's that's see that's creative. Dom, take a lesson from Cookie. That's actually creative. On now, it, it's the fifth year in a row he's done it, which is a little lame, but he saves money on it, I guess, right? I mean, what? So, what does your costume entail, Dom? Is it a rain jacket and a balloon? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's a rain jacket and a balloon. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess it's it's clever because it's easy and everyone knows what you are. Yeah. I mean, save you some money. Do you ever get confused? What is the the the? the isn't there some food item that has the rain, the guy in the rain on it, or like bath salt? Or not bath salts, but yeah, Morton salt. salt. Are you Morton Salt? Are you sure you're not going as the Morton Salt Man? It doubles up. You can double it up. You can be either <laughs> you one. You could go to one one night. You could go as the kid from it. The next night, you can go as the Morton Salt Man. There you go. He's the most clever one in the room now with his costume. Uh, he's more more versatile. I can't believe Cookie's wearing something for the Wait, fifth straight year. But. Isn't doesn't there, isn't there fish sticks that have a, that has a guy in a raincoat? Too? That's what so I was you thinking. Got three There's different fish... costumes going here. <laughs> Where'd you get the cow costume? Uh, I've had it for a while now, for a couple years. It's a couple years okay. old. Yeah, I haven't wore it. Have you ever broken it out? 
Uh, yes, I have broken it out in high okay. school, um, and I'm bringing okay. it back. So you're re- you're uh, going back to an old Uden Goldie in a sense. An yeah, it's pretty easy. It's a onesie. Just slap it on. I didn't really put much thought into Halloween this year. So obviously, yeah, yeah. It's, obviously, I mean, it's pretty funny. It's got udders. We're gonna put out. You know, we're in the new neighborhood, and and you know, I think oh, there's gonna be a lot of golf cart traffic. People carting their kids around. All the right, neighborhood. Mr. Big Tom, you're in a golf cart community. <laughs> The neighborhood wanted to. The neighborhood wanted to uh, put together. <laughs> a neighbor, the neighborhood wanted to put together like a, uh, like a, like a map. Who's who's going to have candy and all that? And so my wife is like, we're not going to be getting up every two minutes to the door. What? So we're just going to put a bowl of candy out front, and with a sign that kind of says, you know, have at it, but don't be greedy. Did you always get greedy? Because I, 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 I did. I, I'd be yeah. greedy. I'd, I'd, I'd pour the bowl in the bag and run. Yeah, absolutely. If yeah. If, if someone mean, was, if somebody was, was, was dim enough to do what we're doing, I would have made them pay. So have you planned around price. that? If that uh, happens, or if that happens, I, don't, I, I couldn't care less. Every kid for himself. <laughs> right. Every kid. It's survival of the fittest. It's like a Hunger Game. You're situation. such a bad sport when it comes to Halloween. Halloween is just not your jam. What do you mean? I, we've got good candy. Look, and that's the other thing. My wife bought expensive-ass candy. Expensive. I was like, ooh, we got some candy it's in the gonna house. Get, good. It's going to get stealing right away. One lucky it's winner gonna is going to get all the candy. Right away. Yeah. <laughs> it was, but I mean, it's like good candy. I was like, ooh, this is good candy. I don't mind if I do. And you know what? I'm like, I asked her, I said, well, where's the candy we're giving out? Because you don't give good candy. You, you give She's like, bit, That's, you know. that was it. That was yeah. it that you broke it into and are eating the Butterfingers out of there, chubs. All right. Uh, we have talked all the way through today's Pirate Report, but I swear to you, we will have Blake Harrell comments tomorrow. Uh, when Do we have a couple? We, is there a good Blake Harrell we could get to here? Where they, we got a little bit of time. Uh, like the one where he talks about uh, the BYU quarterback, who's the real deal. They say he's better than Zach Wilson. Some of the players on the team believe that. So he talked. Well, about let's that. play that then. All right, let's do that in today's Pirate Report. And now, Patrick Johnson with today's Pirate Report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. Always anonymous text line, stay out of the Butterfingers, Butterfinger. Well, you know what? Kiss my grits. That's what. Stay out of it. Go suck a lemon. (laughs) I love that insult. Uh, This is Pirate Defensive Coordinator Blake Harrell talking about the quarterback. Jaron Hall. Jaron Hall for Brigham Young. You know, I I think he's a really good quarterback. He's he's, a really good arm talent and really special kid. And I know... um, I'd heard some guys in the preseason say he's better than the kids with the Jets. Um, I don't know. I'm not an NFL quarterback guru, but I think he's pretty good. And uh, we, he certainly got our attention and our respect, so we we got to do a good job with him. I thought Liberty did a nice job getting pressure on him. Uh, that was probably his worst game of his career. Um, so we'll probably try to replicate some things they did, hopefully. Um, but you got to look at the other games that he played really well in and, um, you know, threw for almost 400 yards against University of Arkansas. And, and did some really nice job against Notre Dame. So those are games that he's played well in, and you got to go back. And uh, why did he play well in those games? And what can you take away from? Him? What do we got to take away from him? So certainly a challenge, um, you know. But we got to we got to go out there and, and take take care of us and and do the things we do well. Yeah. He and do you think he and Zach Wilson have the same you know social interests? Uh, 
<laughs> I, sh- I probably shouldn't comment on that. You talking about moms? No, 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 no. Just leave it where it is, Ben. Okay. Yeah, leave the matzo ball hanging out sometimes there. Sometimes it's better if you leave it up to the listener's interpretation, whatever they're right, thinking in their head. Right, yeah. Filter, Ben. Filter. Those are the best horror movies where you don't see the killing. You just kind of, it's implied. So it, it's left to your own imagination. Oh, no, there's nothing implied about this. Well, there's a lot implied about <laughs> it, apparently. But, you know, that's... But I mean, but let's talk on the field. If he's better than Zach, well, that's a pretty darn good compliment. Good numbers. And this is a good quarterback. His numbers are really yeah. You're right. His numbers are great, and he's got a good arm. He can put it. He can put it in the windows, as they say. Thrived against tough competition as well. BYU has had a crazy, insane schedule this year. No, they really have. They really have. Tomorrow night's gonna be tough. It is going to be tough. Teams should be arriving uh, close to any minute now. Um, probably before we leave the air. And uh, the idea was to get to the team hotel 5.30 local time. That's kind of their schedule on uh, road game days. All right, uh, Ben, you ready for a pirate report before we get Zoke on here? Let's do that. Uh, ben and I will talk uh, Panthers football with Jim Zoki. Uh, right now, Ben B-Baby Byram with a 94-3 the game sports flash update. Thanks, Patrick. After playing six of its first eight games inside Daddy Ficklin Stadium, ECU will hit the road Friday night for a non-conference battle with BYU. And so inside of Lavelle Edwards Stadium, East Carolina offensive coordinator Donnie Kirkpatrick says it will be a big-time environment on tomorrow night. They have a good atmosphere. They'll, it'll be packed. Uh, they support their team there. They've been good for a long time. It's a national you know, brand product and uh, good student section. And, uh, you know, Friday night games, I think, is kind of their deal. The 5-3 and three Pirates played perhaps their most complete game of the campaign last Saturday, never trailing in a comprehensive 34-13 league victory over UCF at Daddy Ficklin Stadium. Defensive coordinator for the Pirates, Blake Harrell, on building off of that win against the Knights. You know, I think anytime you go play well, it builds confidence with your, uh, with your program, with your team, and with our defensive unit. And I think we're certainly doing that. Um, you know, I thought we played pretty well against Memphis. Coverage begins at 5 o'clock for that matchup tomorrow night against the BYU Cougars with our Pirate Game Day countdown to VCU football legend Terrence Copper and Patrick Johnson. Stay tuned for that. We're less than two weeks away from the start of the college basketball season. Wednesday night was a chance for the East Carolina men's and women's basketball teams to have some fun with students and fans. The teams joined together to host Minji's Madness. The event was a chance for fans to get to know the teams, especially with so many new faces on each roster. WNCT's Brian Bailey emceed the event as students were asked to join the players on the court for a few activities. A three-point contest, a shooting drill, and of course, the men's team ended the night with a dunk contest. RJ Felton, the highlight of the night, took home the top prize of a perfect 50 score. Both ECU men's basketball coach Mike Schwartz and women's coach Kim McNeil spoke to the crowd and asked them to make it a habit to come by Menji's Coliseum this fall as basketball season begins. Plenty of videos from that event, including RJ Felton's dunk over Luigi DeBow and Luigi DeBow nailing a half-court shot on our Twitter Facebook and Instagram pages at 94 Through the Game. Be sure to check it out. The ECU Cross Country Program will compete at the American Athletic Conference Championships on tomorrow in Tulsa, Oklahoma. The meet will be streamed on ESPN+. In the event a year ago, the Pirate women claimed their best finish since 2015 with a fifth-place effort, while the men took the sixth 
place to finish. The teams looked to improve upon their efforts last season under first-year head coach Billy Caldwell. Then CHSAA volleyball playoff pairings continue with the third-round matchups taking place tonight. In the 2A East pairing, we have a cross-county matchup as third-seeded Farmville Central battles 11th-seeded Aiden Grifton. And in the 3A East, J.H. Rose, the number one seed, takes on the eight-seeded Carborough. That's going to do it. If you're a 94th of the game sports update, this 94th of the game sports update is brought to you by Team Boneyard, an NIL initiative directly supporting Pirate student-athletes. For more information on how to donate, go to teamboneyard.org. That's going to do it. If you're 94th of the game sports update, Jim Zoki, Panthers Radio Network, the latest on the Panthers as they get ready for the Falcons on the other side of this quick timeout here on the Patrick Johnson Show. We'd appreciate it if anyone hearing this broadcast would communicate with us. More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up on your flagship home of the ECU Pirates. We are very anxious to know how far the broadcast is reaching. 94.3 The Game. And 94.3thegame.com. Pirate football lives on game days right here. Here we go. On the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. 94.3 The Game. Jim Zoki, Panthers Radio Network, uh, on the Patrick Johnson Show. Also, Ben B-Baby Byram. Zoke, right when we got on, asked Ben how things were going in Greenville today, and Ben's already planning a Super Bowl party with the Panthers involved. You only got halfway through the story. What's going on? You got a party planned, Ben? Yeah, Yeah, P.J. Walker, he's going to lead us to the promised land. So does Steve Wilkes, Deontay Foreman, Shua Hubbard, all those guys. This is a new look Panthers team right here. We're no longer the Panthers. We're the we're the Wildcats or something. We're a different type of cat. <laughs> like like Northwestern. Yeah. <laughs> we're Northwestern now, baby. Uh the great Jim Zoki. <laughs> the great Jim Zoki is with us uh here on uh, the Patrick Johnson radio show today. Uh yeah, look, Zoke. What is this? Addition by subtraction? What happens? Uh, what happened on Sunday? Yeah, who knew Christian McCaffrey was holding his back all these many months? <laughs> now that that knucklehead's out of here, we can play some football. But, um, yeah, no, it just was, I mean, like the least expected thing that could happen around the league probably this past week when they were a 13-point underdog and they win by 18. I mean, you guys do a lot of college football. I mean, 13 you see, but it's like you don't see that in the post very often. That's amazingly one-sided. And so to win by 18 when you have that little expected out of you is, Obviously, a big thing, and then um, in particular, to be able to run the ball for the most that you've run all year, 173 yards for the team, 118 by Deontay Foreman. Um, it's just um, it was uh, really just what the doctor ordered, and for Steve Wilkes, obviously, it says a lot about what he was able to put together with a team that not much was expected of as him being an interim coach, and it gives him a little bit of momentum, and bizarrely enough, in the very weak NFC South Division, all things are possible, especially as we head into seeing what Tampa Bay does tonight on Thursday Night Football than what the Panthers could do in Atlanta. Hey, here's what's crazy. We talked about it with Wes Durham yesterday, and he talked about it with you guys on Panther Talk uh, this week. Tampa mm-hmm. loses tonight, which I think is a very distinct possibility. Tampa loses tonight. Sunday's game between the Panthers and the Falcons. You're in the driver's seat, baby, in the NFC South. I don't know how long you'll be in the driver's seat, but you're in the driver's seat. The winner of that Sunday, if the Bucks lose tonight, crazy. 
Somebody's got to win it. The Panthers in 2014 won it with a 7-8-1 and one record. Mm. And so there's been a few, very few occasions, you know, maybe three in the history of the league where there's been a division champion with a sub-500 uh, winning-loss record. But this year, I mean, nobody stands out. I mean, you know, New Orleans is 2-5. and five. We mentioned Atlanta. We mentioned Tampa Bay and uh, what they are, 3-4. and four. It's up for grabs. As we say, if you're out in the woods and a bear's chasing you, I don't have to be faster than the bear. I just have to be faster than you. And uh, just somebody's going to walk away with this championship. <laughs> uh, Jim Zoki, Panthers Radio Network, a uh, noon airtime on 103.7 WTIB and the Panthers Radio Network on uh, Sunday when the Panthers play against uh, the Falcons. The game uh, very likely will be for first place. All right, so let me let me ask you this, though. In all seriousness, I said you ran through what the Panthers did. Was that – Maybe a little bit more about Tampa Bay right now, who's very troubled. That's a big part of the equation. They don't look like themselves. Uh, they down with town. Tom Brady finally looks his age, and it was very similar to me to the Rams, even though they didn't beat the Rams. A very similar situation where both teams' offensive lines are not nearly as good as they've been the past two years, when those two teams have been the ones to win the Super Bowl. And in both cases, the interior line play. And how do you beat a guy like Tom Brady is is to get pressure up the middle. And they were able to only get one sack, but get a lot of pressure and disrupt him. And everyone talks about the quick release, you know, 2.4 seconds the ball comes out. Well, you can't develop long routes. And the one that they had was dropped by Mike Evans. So I think a little bit of a huge gift there with a touchdown that was dropped by Evans early in the game. And then the rest of the game was kind of this, you know, it was almost like the Panthers passing attack in L.A. Everything was around the line of scrimmage, not a whole lot down the field after that. So. They don't run the ball well, and again, that gets back to their offensive line. They only run for three yards uh, per carry, and that's all they did in the Panther game. Uh, and then defensively, they're okay, uh, but they, they didn't really you know, stand out as being like as dominant as they were two years ago when they went to the Super Bowl. So yeah, to me, you know, Tampa Bay is is in trouble, and they just I think it'd be interesting to see if they can bounce back tonight against Baltimore. If not, they'll be sitting at three and five. Is this because let me? Is this a reverse Yoko with uh, Giselle? Is that did you follow me on this? <laughs> Zoki, is this some kind of reverse Yoko situation here? Um, you know, Brady's obviously the, uh, the centerpiece of anything that's talked about with Tampa Bay. But like I said, there's there's issues wise. But I think there was a story today. God knows if it's true or not, but it was on the Internet. So it must have been true oh, that yeah. uh, she's given him the latest ultimatum is the same ultimatum, which is retire or, or she's gone for good. I mean, at this point, Giselle, just let him play eight, eight more games. Who cares? I mean, like, he's not going to the playoffs. <laughs> well, might not be. You'll, you'll, be no. you'll be giving it. You'll get him back in the first week of January. He won't be that much longer now. Uh, but in all seriousness, is he washed? I don't think so. I don't think completely washed. But, you know, H, H does catch up with you. It's funny. It's like he is, you know, he can win at our game anyway with eight touchdowns and one interception. I think a lot of teams would have taken that in the quarterback rating of 95. But, uh, yeah. I wonder, too, you know, Bruce Arians was such a mastermind. I wonder how much they're missing yeah. that component. Yeah. The head coach not there. And different era, obviously, with what they're doing with Todd Bowles. And, uh, you know, you, you, I, I've said the same thing Sean Payton down in New Orleans. You can't underestimate the combination of coach and quarterback and, and putting all that together and what that means. So I, well, I don't know that it's a wash. But he's he's got to get old eventually. He certainly never could run. Uh, but I, I just think he doesn't look to be, you know, as intimidating as he once was. No, look no further than Bill Belichick with Tom Brady. His record without Brady is a couple, a few games below 500 or a few games above, but I think it's below. I mean, obviously with Brady, he's a Super Bowl coach. So there you go. Yep, makes it makes a difference.
Jim, been here. Um, I saw some interesting reports during the week about the team rallying behind Steve Wilkes. Uh, Shaq Thompson specifically saying that they want to win for Steve Wilkes so he can get the job permanently. Um, if the team, let's say, just hypothetically finishes second place in the South or finds their way, finds them winning the South, uh, do you think Steve Wilkes gets serious consideration by David Tepper? Because we've heard all this time, I believe Jay Glazer reported, that he's looking for an offensive-minded head coach. So do you see them going with Steve Wilkes or Steve Wilkes getting in serious consideration with guys like Kellen Moore and Byron Leftwich out there uh, waiting for a head coaching gig? Yeah, I think he, you know, he's going to get a decent sample size here of, of games. He's had two so far. He's got 10 more. So I think it, it'll it'll resolve itself over how, how they play. And, you know, I think you have to give him a little bit of a break on whatever that record may be because he's inheriting a situation on the fly uh, without his chance to really put his mark on the team. So I think, yeah, if you see substantial improvement and say, say they play 500 ball, they go six and six. I, I think it'd be hard to come off of even something like that, whether they make the playoffs or not, because he can only do so much with the time given there. Who would have thought PJ Walker would be the starting quarterback and Baker Mayfield would be taking scout team reps uh, in practice this week and, and Sam Darnold will watch it on. So I, I think the same thing. PJ Walker has earned an opportunity whether that lasts for 12 games or lasts for four games or whatever it's going to be, he's got his chance to show it here. And uh, at least you get that in your hands where you kind of control your own destiny one way or another. Zoke, is the Baker Mayfield thing done? Is that run in Charlotte complete? Oh, Patrick, have you found our quarterback situation? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, we, we we were getting we were all geared up for another Sam Darnold Baker Mayfield part two competition when they both got off their high ankle sprains, and, and now we're gonna have to wait on that because you know PJ is playing too good. Uh, so it's like um, you know this league who knows. And the other thing is you know the, the test comes now too is as teams get more tape on you again not a big sample size but you know two games of PJ two games of Steve Wilkes and uh, you know, what it looks like without Holcomb as defensive coordinator. Um, you know, teams will now be able to start viewing your tendencies a little bit more and have a little bit more insight into what you're doing. So there's a little bit of like baseball when a guy gets called up from AAA. And sometimes it takes a trip around the, the league before people figure him out if he's got a hot bat or a pitcher, right. things like that. So it makes it a little bit more difficult as teams get a little bit more evidence on tape about how you're running things now. Jim Bennigan, speaking of guys who are truly done in Carolina, Christian McCaffrey traded last week to the uh, 49ers. I saw a report by Albert Breer from uh, Sports Illustrated that the Rams offered pretty much the same exact deal, but they tacked on Cam Akers. And before the trade happened, I was thinking, yeah, Rams seem like a likely destination. Granted, they have a young running back that wants to be traded, and I think you can get in a trade with Christian McCaffrey along with some draft capital. Uh, Why the decision to go with the Niners instead of the Rams and not get a Cam Akers? Do you chalk that up to them being confident in Deontay Foreman and Chuba Hubbard? Or was that more so like, thanks a lot, McCaffrey. Um, this is more more so a farewell, a thank you. You get to choose your destination. You probably want to go back to the Bay, kind of that area where you're from. You play there at Stanford. Uh, more so a thank you uh, for McCaffrey being able to choose his destination with the Niners instead of maybe taking the more favorable trade with the Rams and getting Cam Akers. What do you chalk that up to? Um, yeah, I think it's, that's a wash. I think L.A., first of all, not that far down the road. And second, another team that just won a Super Bowl. So you're going to, you know, a team where you got a chance to go far and be on the West Coast. So I think that's that's a wash. But I think they were looking for a first-round pick, but the teams that were the suitors didn't have first-round picks. And uh, that's applied to San Francisco and applied to L.A. and some other teams out there. So 
I think they were looking for draft capital, and um, so that those were the teams. You know, if Buffalo had offered enough, he'd be, a, he'd be in Buffalo. He couldn't be further away from Stanford. So <laughs> he, um, they were looking to not so much do him a favor as uh, try to get as much draft capital as they could moving forward. And now they've got next year a pick in every round of the draft and two picks in the second and two picks in the fourth round. And so that, you know, eventually all this dead salary cap stuff with him and Robbie Anderson and some others will come off the books here and they'll have some cap space in the next few years or so. So I think they're just trying to kind of clear the decks a little bit. They still want to compete. They still want Brian Burns and Jeremy Chen and Derek Brown and DJ Moore, all these guys to stick around. Uh, but they also want to have these young guys to build around but not have these huge contracts weighing them down and have the chance to build and, you know, in their view, not so much rebuild but retool uh, quickly uh, with the draft picks that they'll be accumulating. Jim, um, we, we heard that Jeremy Chin's pretty close to returning from IR. Um, I don't think there's an official word yet whether or not he'll be able to return for this game against the Falcons. What is the latest on Jeremy Chin, and what has Steve Wilkes said? Uh, he's got to do four games, so I don't think he's there yet. And I haven't really thought about the math on that, but I think this will be three. So I think, you know, it's just a matter of getting through the four-game IR for him, and, and then he'll be back and ready to roll. So he, He's not uh, he's not available uh, to come up IR for this game this week. All right, Zoke, uh, we we talked about this Atlanta game and, and what could potentially be on the line. How how do the teams match up? You know, it's um, it's another team that that in this case does good in one department, not the other. Like, do they run the ball well, but they don't pass it well? They stop the run well, but they don't stop the pass. So they're dead last in passing yards as far as what they're allowing in the league. They're only fifth in what they're allowing on the ground. And then offensively, Atlanta runs it the fourth best in the league. Uh, but they pass it 31st, second to worst uh, in the league. So it's very one-sided, out of balance. And you don't want to be that in the league. It makes you very predictable when you're, you're just one slant and not the other. Teams are always looking for your weaknesses and then trying to stop your strength. So but that's that's kind of been the big macro story on them. We all know Marcus Mariota is the quarterback yeah. there, so he can run a little bit. When Cordell Patterson got hurt, he was off to an incredible early part of the year for them. He ran for 120 yards, and then in week three, he ran for 145 yards. Both those were career highs at the time, and he's on the, the IR. He's a week away from coming back, so we won't see him in this game. We'll see him probably when we play them uh, in a week and a half when they come up here for a Thursday game. If we have... So I think oh, yeah, yeah, that, go ahead, that hurt them. Yeah. I was just to say, them losing him really was... was their McCaffrey. That was the centerpiece yeah. of their offense. We all know how they, he's like that Debo Samuel kind of player. So they, they really have been kind of bogged down without having him out there. If we had a Zoki power index right now, because uh, we asked West Durham this yesterday, um, who uh, it's Buffalo. You know, I, I still think I kind of believe in Kansas City still, but it's Buffalo in the AFC. Uh, in the NFC, are the Eagles for real? Oh, they're for real, and they've been loading up. I mean, they went and got Robert yeah. Quinn, who I saw, the former Tar Heel. And there's been talks they've been trying to, since they didn't get McCaffrey, there's been some talks in the chatter trying to get Alvin Kamara. So that's a, they are all in. They're already 6 and 0. They've been for weeks going up to be the team in the league. And they are just adding to it. I was kind of surprised because, you know, the Bears, I mean, that's kind of what they've got. And they're, you know, about 500 teams, they're 3 and 4. But they bailed out a guy like Quinn, who had 18 and a half stats last year. Jeez. <laughs> Put him with Hassan Reddick who had a big year for the Panthers last year. I mean, the Eagles are not only really good, but I think really smartly going all in, like pushing all the chips in. I'm a big believer. You get close or you got a shot, go for it. I'm not saying trade the next, you know, be like the Rams. You just say, screw it. We're not going to have any first-round picks the rest of the franchise history. But I would go in heavy for, you know, a couple-year period on this one year 
that chance to try to win it. And I think with teams like Tampa and L.A., Kansas City not looking quite as intimidating as they have in past years, you know, why not? This could be the Eagles' year. Jim Zoki, uh, catch him and all of the gang uh, for uh, Panthers football coming up on Sunday when uh, Carolina visits Atlanta. Hear the game on our sister station, Talk 1037 WTIB at 12 noon. Thank you, Jim. All right, guys. Thank you. Yep. Our pleasure. Back. Back to wrap it up next. More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up. On your flagship home of Pirate Football. 94.3 The Game. And now, the stunning conclusion of the show. It's the P-Man here on 94.3 The Game. Tell you a little bit about the programming for tomorrow. Uh, Instead of the PJ show, we will have Bush Light Pirate Game Day Countdown coming your way at 5. So 5 to 7 tomorrow. Then we enter into network uh, coverage beginning at uh, 7 o'clock. And uh, we'll have BYU hosting ECU for you uh, just after 8. Should be a good game. Uh, Brigham Young favored in that one, although I'm seeing uh, some of the uh, prognosticators now thinking uh, ECU comes out on top. Pirates are playing well. Uh, Because of uh, ECU football on 94-3, the game, Tomorrow, Rose football will be on 97-9 at 7 o'clock. They are playing Havelock for a right, uh, for the right to go to the uh, championships as the top seed out of the uh, Big Carolina 3A. Newburn's going to win the conference title, but Rose and that split conference could be the top seed if they win. So they would get a really good seed, one would think, uh, if they win tomorrow. And look, if you're only two losses, if you're Rose or to Cleveland, who's going to be a top six, maybe seed in the 4A, and Newburn, who could be the top seed or, or one of them in the 4A, that's a pretty damn good season. Uh, Havelock is tough. We've got the Havelock feed for you on 94-1 with my guy Trevor Donnell and uh, Croft Massey and the legendary Ronald Vincent on 90, uh, 97-9 tomorrow, right before 7 o'clock. I was wondering Solar how that going to work. Yeah. yeah, so with Clayton up. McCullough, Clayton McCullough, Greenville native, ECU alum, is in the uh, running to be the uh, manager of the uh, Royals. It was reported a day or two ago. Assuming the Royals haven't named anybody. I know I'm not sportsing hard enough. Talking about I mean, Halloween. It's the Royals. I, I mean, I forgot the Royals is a franchise, a sports franchise. Oh, in will general. you stop? Yeah. I mean, why I, you got to besmirch the McCulloughs? The good name of the Royals? I'm not. I'm not besmirching uh, uh, McCullough there. I'm just saying the Royals. What, did you say? what was that word? Bes- besmirching. <laughs> Jeez, this has a Friday springtime feel to it on our show, or like early summer today. It's just been a little, a little loose today. Well, we, fine. we we don't got a PJ show tomorrow, so it kind of is a Friday PJ show. It is our Friday on the PJ show. Yes, we're still slaving away over a hot microphone tomorrow. But I know what you're saying, yeah. All right, thanks to Jim Zoki for being with us. Enjoyed having Zoke on, as always. Uh, we will have 
Terrence Copper and myself bringing you pregame coverage tomorrow. And we will have Doug Martin on with us. We're going to link up with him. So that'll be, uh, if you're used to listening to Doug Martin. Hey, uh, our guy, the big guy, Matt Maloney, little uh, little procedure today. Texted with Matt earlier, all went well. And my mom doing well. She had a little surgery uh, Wednesday and is uh, on the mend down at the Working Man's Beach. So uh, prayers to those folks. All right. Hope you have a great rest of your uh, Thursday evening. And, hey, we'll be back tomorrow with Pirate Game Day Countdown at 5 right here on 94.3 The Game for Bush Light. And back tomorrow morning on Talk of the Town. See you then. Boy.